Hello and welcome to Speaking Truth to Power. My name is Irvin Hill and I'm your host. And today's uh, discussion or topic is about a seasoned witness. A seasoned witness. And, and in order to be a seasoned witness, you know, your speech uh, has to be right. And that's when you witness about the word of God, you need to be knowledgeable. You need to have the spirit of God in you uh, to be able to witness by Christ. And uh, many of us don't have it. And and here's a question for you. How many of you audience have been out there and someone tried to witness to you that wasn't knowledgeable, uh, couldn't put things together, uh, couldn't explain what they were trying to get across to you about uh, Bible verses? Or how many of you have ran across people say that they are Christian, but you've seen their action speaks different or their language speaks different than what they say that they are. And many will say, well, I'm not perfect. Well, we should strive to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is. Uh, we make many excuses about what we can't do, uh, but we should strive to be perfect in everything that we concerning spirit, the spiritual the Father, the things that concerns the Heavenly Father, we should strive to be as He is. And if we're true believers, we will be uh, believing what He believes in. Not just have the faith that He's going to do what He said He's going to do, but believe in what He believes in. And believe in what He's against. So we can't have it both ways. you know. So to be a seasoned witness, there's a, a lot goes along with that. You know, death and life lies in the power of the tongue. And those that love it should eat the fruit thereof. And many of us just love to talk. Talk, 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 talk. But the knowledge is not there. The knowledge is not there. The understanding is not there. You know, and the Bible speaks of several verses. There's a lot of verses when come down to the tongue and the speech, you know. Uh, this, look at Ephesians 4 and 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it, it may minister grace unto the hearers. So when it comes down to, uh, you know, corrupt communication, we have to be so careful, you know, be so careful because the tongue is, can be very poison. You know, here's one Proverbs 21 and 23, 21, 23. Whoso keep his mouth and his tongue, keep his soul from troubles. So a lot of times we so quick to want to talk, but sometimes it's good to be quick to be quiet and listen. Because listening is a skill. And those that learn to listen will learn to comprehend. Those that walk with the wise will become wise. Here's another one, James 3 and 8. But the tongue can... No man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. No one can tame it. It's such a small part of the body, but you can't tame it because we're so quick. So words matter and words can draw uh, people in or words can push people away. The word of God can send you or the word of God can bring you. It can work both ways. Here's one more. James 3 and 6. The tongue also is a fire, 
a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it is except set on fire by hell. So it just shows you extremely how important it is to the tongue, what it can do, and how powerful it is, and how hard it is to tame. And the only way it can be tamed is through the Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Obedience to the tongue. So we have to be quick to be quiet and listen, follow instructions, and be obedient to the Word of God. Because there's no obedience, then there's rebellion. So a seasoned witness, and let's dive into this, because, you know, Paul had a lot to say about uh, witnessing. Paul wanted Christians to be aware of awesome responsibilities. All believers have toward those who are not Christians. God may open door for our message as he did for Paul. But we are to be very concerned about the impressions we give those we find there and make those most of every opportunity every meeting with a non-christian is a chance to model jesus love and to make him known how many of you have had that opportunity to do that but failed to do so when that moment was there you want to say something but you didn't say anything an opportunity for you to say something because you was not you wasn't sure of yourself on what things going to come out right that's where it comes is constant studying and praying and, show, and, 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 and showing a proof for yourself, you know, so that you, you continuously to ask God to help you so that you, instead of you drinking milk, you begin to eat meat. And that takes time, but that takes the time from you happen to, of all of us, have to sit down and study, turn the television off, pray constantly without faint in order to become that effective witness. So, so where when it comes out there in front of someone, the word of God spills right out when the opportunity comes. This is what we want to happen. We want it to come out flowing because it's not me or you that's gonna change them. It's gonna be the word of God. They're either gonna accept it or they're not gonna accept it. The word of God gonna bring them or the word of God gonna send them. See, sometimes it, it happens right away and sometimes it doesn't. You know, corn grows a certain time every year. Uh, wheat grows a certain time every year. Uh, all your seeds grow a certain time of the year. But when it comes to us, we may mention or talk to someone about the Word of God, and they may get it right then and there. It might be next week, maybe two weeks. It may be five years from now that someone comes along and say the same thing you said, and finally they got it, the Word of God break that darkness and show him light. So don't be uh, pushy about the word of God because it's not you. You have no power. The power is in the word of God. And the word of God is God and God is the word. So don't don't get angry because they're not, they're receptive to receive what you're saying. They're, those that have ears, let them hear. And those that have eyes, let them see. And many times the ears are dull and they're stiff necks, as you or I was at one time. 
So we model Jesus' love when we are open to non-believers. There is a dangerous pattern among many Christians today, and the, they are so wrapped up in church life that they become isolated from who do not belong. Those who are outside the household of faith, Christians should be open to friendship with all people, not only with other Christians. We need to be careful of our actions. Much damage has been done to the cause of Christ by Christians who were concerned about doing the right thing, but who were not concerned about way their actions would be understood by them there or without. We need to be sensitive to the needs of those who do not know Jesus as we are to the needs of those who do. Although everyone shares the same need for salvation, each person has a unique personality and experience. Our evangelistic techniques should be tailored to individuals' needs. Recognizing these specifics, needs, and techniques require spiritual and mental preparations, as we as a spirit of meekness. We also need to be careful about our speech. One thing that is different about a person after he receives Jesus Christ as Savior is the way he or she speaks to others. In Corinthians 5 and 17, Paul declares, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We acquired a new vocabulary and disposition. These, there must be a holy balance between our lives and our lips. In other words, our speech is to be seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Colossians 4 and 6. So it tells us right there that when a man is new in Christ, all the old things become new things. So basically our vocabulary, uh, the way we treat people, uh, all change. All change. And how you become a new creature? Do baptism. But we first have to repent. We first have to repent in order to get that. Repentance first leads to baptism. So we have to do all those things. There are steps and there's processes. And even once you get baptized the correct way, that's Acts 2.38, there's still a process. It doesn't stop there. You still have to continue to grow. And you still may receive the Holy Spirit right then. You may not receive the Holy Spirit. But you're going to have to wait for it. But you continue in your study, continues in your prayer, continues in your fasting, and, and wait. Because disciples have to wait. So we're not above the disciples, but we have to wait as they did. And they did receive it, and they waited because they were believers of what Christ told them. And we have to be the same way. We have to believe. With it, without faith, it's impossible to move God. So we have to be so careful about how we witness. The passion has to be behind it. We just can't witness to one another that's in the church and forget about the ones that are out there that are lost. Because there are many and there are pretenders that they just carry the title Christians, but basically full-blown sinners. And many of you know who I'm talking about. It could be you or it could be someone next to you in the church that you go with or even family members. 
Many people that say they're Christians, they got foul, filthy mouths, but they're quick to tell you, I am a Christian. And they'll turn around and say, I'm not perfect. I'm human. Yes, we are. But guess what? Continues that path all the way to the very end. When the time comes, God is still going to throw you into hell. Because you're making excuses, we're making excuses because we will put everything before God and only know God when we want something, when time or need. But we get it, we forget about him. And this is exactly what the enemy, old Satan, goes before God and tells him that you see, you bless them, and they don't know you. This is what we get cues on a daily basis. And we do. We all are guilty that one time or another, once we got what we wanted, God has blessed us. Now we're not calling on his name. Sadly mistake that we're doing. We should not be doing that. So think about this. The next time you're going to witness, be sure that you are clean your act up through repentance. Praying over your study and fasting about your studies. Because fasting is about to you to God, not unto man. Your fasting should be sacred between you and God. Your prayer should be between you and God. And when you speak, let the word of God flow and speak out of you, not your words. And you will be a better, effective witness than you were before. Many of us know how. Many of us really study and really, really meditate on the word of God and not lean to our own understanding. This has been my time. I thank you, audience. Be sure to go to my website, irvinghillpodcast.com and you see all my contents. Be sure to subscribe and download uh, to be able to receive content. I appreciate your opinions, your comments, and it's been my time. God bless you. Jesus Christ bless you. Holy Spirit bless you. For they're all one. They're not three. They're all one. Good night.